This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a toddler son and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, I'm getting really bad at this. Plus, Biz turns to boxes for comfort, Teresa has emotions about her kid's hair, and we talk to the creators of the blog, RaiseAMother.com. Woo! How are you, Teresa? I'm all right. Getting over being <laughs> sick. Um, yeah, if you guys notice my voice being a little funky, I apologize. Um, you just sound like you're not going to be able to tell us apart. Yeah. Yeah, that'll happen. Um, so I have to tell you something, though. This weekend, I I got my kids' haircuts. Okay. At, like a place, like we went to a place. Sometimes I trim their hair at home. A lot of times recently we just haven't gotten haircuts. It's been like really long and shaggy. <laughs> right. Um, and Simon for the longest time has been like saying he wants his hair to be as long as Rapunzel's. Oh, okay. But like recent, so that's why we haven't like trimmed his. But it's like recently to the point where like Jesse and I have been talking about it and we're like, we're fine with him having long hair. Like that's yeah. fine. But like the way it looks is just like, it just looks like nobody takes care of him. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it doesn't look like Rapunzel. Yeah, it definitely does not look like <laughs> or Rapunzel. Or maybe what Rapunzel would look like if she was right? real. Yes. Living in the like a tower. Yes. With no one to care for her hair. Yes. Right. Which, by the way, Simon has this whole plan where his hair is going to be so long that it will stretch all the way to Hawaii. And nice. I said, well, it would be pretty hard to like brush your hair in Hawaii. And he's like... Family members will help. They can go and be, and he has this whole plan where like friends and family will nice. be stationed along the way of his hair <laughs> and everybody has their own hairbrush and like help. Right. Anyways, whatever. So he more is interested in this idea and it's less about how he wants to appear as okay. a person. Like this is less about like, this is how I feel. Right. And more just like a cool idea that yeah. he thought of, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. And so... Also, his bangs have been growing, and they've been hanging in front of his eyes. And every weekend in karate and swim lessons, it's really a problem. Yeah. And I pin them back now with, like, bobby pins. But even then, he pulls the pins out, and, like, it doesn't really work. And then, yeah. like, all throughout the school day, you know, he won't keep a barrette in there. So this has been, like, really bothering me, you know? <laughs> right. And um, and so finally I just, like, had this idea, like, hey, Simon, because the boys are into wild crats right now. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, Simon, what if we go and get a haircut and you and Oscar can get haircuts like um, Chris Martin and, Martin. and Chris? Yeah. And he was like, yeah. Like, he thought that that sounded <laughs> great. Like, say no more. Like, instantly right. into it. So we go and we get the haircuts. Simon, I will just say... He looks so handsome. I can't even deal. Like, I, I just, uh, he looks so good. Aww. Like, he just, it looks so good. And we kept a lot of the length. Yeah. So it's kind of like still a long haircut, but it's just, it's just cleaner. Right. You know, and his bangs aren't in his eyes. Um, and he was fine with it. He was happy. So that was great. But Oscar, I mean, I just got this person, like, different people cut their hair. Yeah. And I showed, like, a picture to the woman of what I wanted for Oscar. Yeah. And you could tell that she just looked at the picture and was like, you know what? I'm just going to give him a boy's haircut. A boy's like, haircut. She didn't say that. But I know But what you like, mean. she just looked at it and like, that was what I knew she was doing. Like, she I was know like, one I haircut. I know how to do a haircut like this and that's what I'm going to do. Right. And 
So anyway, she was super nice and like it's not it's a little bit weird, but it's not like horrible yeah. or anything. But it's just totally not what I had in mind. And what ended up happening was like all his blonde hair got cut off. Oh. Like, all, I mean, he still has blonde hair, right. but like he had like really, really light blonde hair. Yeah. And it's kind of around this time, this age, like almost you know, between two and a half and three that Simon's hair also started getting a lot darker. Mm. Um, and so I knew it was coming, but like it was still on his head. Right. And I was expecting like basically a trim. I was not expecting to like cut it all oh. off and it's gone. It's like all that blonde hair is just gone. Oh, and I'm just spray like, it. we can spray that hair. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and it's just like, I don't know, it was so weird too because like he kind of didn't even need a haircut as um, much as Simon did, but we just did it because we were doing this thing. Yeah. And I'm trying not to be like, you know, materialistic about his hair. Like, right. it's, he's growing and changing and it's fine, you know? But I'm a little bit like, every time I look at him, I'm like, your hair, it's oh, gone. Like, no. it's gone. I can't get it back. It's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, blah, 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 yeah. back, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. But the, while you're waiting for nature to take its course, yeah. it's still, because there's two things that happen. One, uh, they totally gave your kid a haircut that you didn't want your kid to have. Right. Right? Like, it was totally, yeah. and it was kind of loaded with a little bit like, here's your boy cut. Like, ah, right. you know what I mean? Like, and I know exactly I the cut yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. My child won't get the haircut till they're eight because they don't grow hair. But, like, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You're like, eh. Like, uh, okay, and that, so fine. that's upsetting. That is, yeah. that is upsetting. And two, if there's a little bit of your baby, I mean, this yeah. is emotionally. It is a thing where you look at. I mean, like hair can be, can totally change the appearance of somebody, yeah, in a big way. So that is all totally. I, I hear you on the high emotions Thank about you. the hair. Thank you. I am. That is a bummer. <sighs> How are you? Oh, I'm horrible. And we're going to spend most of the show <laughs> talking about it. Um, oh no. But in, uh, I, I thought I'd just start off. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, you're just going through life and you're like, I there's no reason I'm doing anything. Mm -hmm. And then you realize, oh, maybe there was. So, like, it's been really rough a uh, couple of weeks. And I finally was like, I just haven't had time to get a lot of stuff done. And I, like, yesterday, you know, I had this, like, allotted window to get a bunch of stuff done. And one of that was I wanted to go to Target uh, to get some shirts without holes in them because all my shirts have holes in them and some shorts. And so I go to Target. And I, like, start having this breakdown as I'm going to Target without the kids. And I was like, oh, you know, usually you go to Target with your kids and you see people having a breakdown. But it felt totally right just to be going solo to mm. have a breakdown at Target. I was like, oh, I'm going to Target to have a breakdown. I, nice. bet that's what, I bet that's what's about to happen. Yeah. It's like Target's just become this like sort of mythical place mm. for yeah. people to have breakdowns. Yeah. So I go and I go to get the T-shirts and stuff. And then as I get out to the car, I realize I have the T-shirts, but I also have like 10 organizational boxes. <laughs> and I was like, yep, this is, oh, I bought organizational boxes because... I need to feel like I have some sort of control somewhere in my life yeah. where I put things in boxes, yeah. I put a lid on it, and then I put it on a shelf, Oh my god! and then it can't get out. That sounded so metaphorical. It was. It, wow. It's exactly what it was. And I mean, yeah. it wasn't until I was like putting them in the car, yeah. and like, I was about, because like, like, the sheets are like out of control, and I, yeah. it makes me so angry, and I was like, I can't put... 90% of what's infuriating me or upsetting me into boxes. Yeah. Except emotional boxes. Yeah. But I can put them in this. Yeah. And then for a brief period of time, 
it will be where it's supposed to be. Yeah. And I, it was like one of those things like, I, duh. Duh, universe. That's why I can't do it. <laughs> Obviously. And you'd be like, everybody was like watching me push the, maybe like just applauding. Yeah. They'd be like, that's right. Go put something in a box, biz. Make yourself feel better. If only putting things in boxes was all we needed to make ourselves feel better, <laughs> then we wouldn't have this show probably. So today we're going to talk about how sometimes we're getting really bad at this. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. All right. So I figure, uh, you know, we're due for uh, a show where Biz just has a minor emotional breakdown. So oh, yeah. sure. let's do it. Yeah. Summer. Summer's here. Let's <laughs> dig into it. Let's celebrate summer. <laughs> uh, so I, we have talked often on the show about setting the bar lower, mm-hmm. right? Uh, oh, yeah. Taking Gotta do it. the expectations off. Yep. Right? You don't have to do everything. Nope. You can say no to things. You can say no to yep. things. These are all things that I think... I, I have, am getting better at. Good. Okay? Yeah. These are good things. I realized, uh, sort of it all kind of came to a head on the special target day yesterday, uh-huh. uh, where... <laughs> By the way, slowly... I'm really sorry I have to interrupt. <laughs> what if Target started offering, like, mental health services, yeah. like, in Target? Yeah, like, you, you could just, just go, and you could go in, there's, like, some offices, yeah. and you could just go get some therapy while you're yeah. there, and, like, a little place for your kids to play that'd while be you're great. getting therapy, right? Yeah, that'd be perfect. Million dollar idea. Get you're on that Target. target. Yeah. Okay, go on. So, it's, it's amazing we're not sponsored by Target. <laughs> I don't understand. So, so, but I've been leading up. I've been seeing glimpses of this. I've been going along. But I, I really just like realized this weekend that, I mean, the best way I can say it is you, we all want to do many things well. Okay. Yes. Yes. I am, and I think a lot of times I can do many things well. I'm not saying awesome. I'm just saying well. Yeah. Right? I agree. Yeah. I, though, feel like I am in this weird rut of I can do many things poorly. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's not like it's the one thing where you're like, oh, I'm really having a hard time with the kids. Right? Uh-huh. Uh, or, you know what? Uh, all week. I am going to make grocery, I mean, make dinner, and there's, like, a key ingredient not there. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I've had several of those, like, individual weeks. But this was, like, one of those things where, like, not only was I feeling like I, w- I would, like, we'll, we'll take kids, for example. I, I just, especially this week, have been having this time with the kids where, and, yeah, I, it's really frustrating. Um, we're, like, I'll wake up and I'll be like, this is it. I'm going in with the right attitude with these guys. I'm, you know, going to do the whole, I'm going to say yes today. I'm not going to, like, micromanage. I'm going to, like, really step back, and we're going to have fun, and we're going to be great. Yeah! And I, like, open the door, and it's just like somebody, like, like you just step in a bag of shit. Like, I mean, it just goes to zero. Like, there's no, mm-hmm. there's no, like, you know, slow progression to, like, <laughs> all of your visions of how you're going to parent that day slowly dissolve like we normally yeah. do on our normal days. It just goes to like, you know, good morning. Why would you have all your jewelry on the hangers? You know, right. <laughs> like, I just can't. I can't seem to not go from like calm to 
why would you, why are you doing, I mean, like, literally, she ripped Gatebell, like, we're about to, like, leave after this, like, really long day to go uh, out for the evening, and Katie Bell's got to go to an event. We've got to go to an event. The sitter's coming for Ellis uh, at home. And she walks in, and she's holding her, like, coat rack from the wall. She's, like, holding it in her hands. And, like, movies and TVs and commercials show us to be like, ha, ha, everybody, like, laughs when something like that happens. Right. And I really take a breath, and I'm like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, what happened? And I'm like, really? Still there? I'm like, still okay? Yeah. And she says... Well, I was trying to get my backpack off. And I'm like, I, I just can't, I can't not. Did she rip it out of the wall? Yeah. Fully she, ripped it out she of the wall? Fu- I was like, so you were pulling it off while my jacket was caught in it. That's not what I'm asking you. Do, were you just pulling and it wasn't giving? And she's yeah. like, you're not listening. I was trying to get my coat out. Were you yeah. pulling it from the wall? Yeah. Did you ever stop, go up and lift it off? Or did you just pull in, until it ripped out of the wall. Yeah. And she was like, I was trying to get my jacket out. Yeah. And I'm like, answer the question. Yeah. You were pulling it. You co- No, you clearly were. Yeah. Because I'm looking at the coat rack in my head. Yeah. Like, where I just can't. I know. I can't, like, n- shut it off. Right? Yeah. So, like, that's just, like, one of a thousand right. examples right. of, like, how the parenting has been going. Yeah. And I hate that. I, yeah. It makes me feel awful. Yeah. And then there's stuff like, it's the last month of school, so there's, like, a million places I have to be with the kids for a variety of things, mm-hmm. and every single one of them is a scramble. Like, mm-hmm. we had to do a, an event for Ellis's school that I signed up for months ago, mm-hmm. and I was in charge of decorations. And I've had, like, two months to do it, and when did I do it? Like, the day. Like... <laughs> slamming shit you know like and at least I was good enough to like email people and be like you know what it's not going to be what I said it was going to be it's going to be x y and z Mm -hmm. it's just not happening this you know this time yeah and everybody was good but it was like it wasn't done great it was done like you know it was just like a scramble it was just like not done then I've been like working on like this personal quilt thing for Mm -hmm. for my mother to give to somebody else right and small it's easy I've had it forever and I go to work on it and I'm about to try and finish it. And I can just see we're like, you know, it's not, a, it's not a straight line. It's just like puckered. And it's like all now uneven. And I'm going to have to cut it down until it fits. And like, like just, and like looking at that quilt in particular, I was like, all I got to do is sew a straight line. And all I've done is not do that. Right? Like yeah. over and over. It's like I was trying to describe it to Stefan for the show. And I was like, ah, oh, just, it's like such a weird place to be. And it doesn't feel like it's about the bar and it doesn't feel like it's about expectations. It feels like I'm literally in a rut where if you were to say, here's a ruler and here's a pencil, draw the straight line, I would draw a star. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and, I would, yeah. and I would step away super surprised that there's a star there. Yeah. Right. Like, how did that star get there? Yeah. Uh, you know, so like, it's not like, and like, these aren't, and every single thing that I'm doing bad at aren't things that I was like, I don't want to do these things. Right. They're all things I want to do. Yeah. They're all things. that things seem like they would be natural things for natural you to be for doing. Me and yeah. my life and what I do and yeah. how I balance things. And so it's really. Uh, frustrating. And so I thought we could talk a little bit about it just in terms of what is this? Yeah. I can't be the only person who hits this. It doesn't feel like it's been going on forever. Again, I hit this in like pockets here and there of like this Mm -hmm. thing's going bad. Yeah. Or this one item is going bad. But to feel like I am currently incapable of doing any of the stuff I have to do. Yeah. Even to the low bar. Yeah. (laughs) Is upsetting yes 
And that's that's where we are. Do you have like is there is your mind on something else? Like do you have stuff going on that you're that's occupying your energy like you know, mentally, like are you thinking about anything right now? Well, that's what you know I was what I trying mean? to yeah, I was I was thinking about like for the show, why is this different than other stuff? Yeah. And I, I will say cuz I think we don't always look at what else might be going on in our lives. Yeah. Cuz our lives are so busy. Yeah. Um <laughs> It doesn't feel like it this month besides the end of school, besides all that stuff. You know, I had a couple of uh, <laughs> had a couple of minor surgeries. <laughs> so hold on. Because... So those are really off-putting and I wasn't yeah. able to be like down. I mean, I had to be like, you know, stuck for a while. Yeah. I felt uh, bad about having some of them because we have so much going on like in the next two months that to yeah. try and cram them into this like window yeah. was really disruptive to so many other things even though they were important to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, I, I mean, I'm, so I could easily say, you know what, that yeah. was, that really threw me for a loop. So even if I'm not thinking about them per se yeah. anymore and everything's great and all the outcomes are great, maybe that's just like some weird undercurrent. I mean... I think that it's possible that it is. And I also think that, like, you're also kind of laughing at yourself for how much <laughs> you're minimizing them. Right. Like, you were, you, were, you were laughing at yourself as you said, like, yeah, I had some major surgeries, yeah, yeah, like yeah, minor yeah. surgeries. Uh-huh. Yeah, you had, you had two minor surgical procedures. Right. But, like, um, that kind of stuff with our bodies, like, we do, I feel like we do really underestimate that stuff because yeah. your body it's like an invasion of your mm. physical knowledge of your physical self even like on a basic like subconscious level mm. like shit is getting messed with you yeah. know what I mean and like that I think can have I don't think there's not necessarily anything to do about that right. like you just did it but like I think having that knowledge that this might upset your overall functional, you know, flow, mm. like your overall biz energy right. that you normally have on a daily basis doing the normal stuff that you do, this is an interruption in that. Right. And like even if, oh, yeah, that was last week and I'm, I'm off the painkillers now and I'm right. fine. No, not necessarily. Right. Like even if you don't feel that, you that was still like that's a shock to your system, you know, right. like um, so I think I mean. I have so many thoughts about, like, what you've been talking about. Because on the one hand, like, I totally relate. Like, yeah. I've totally been there. I just, I also think, like, we can't have this conversation without acknowledging that you have been through those things in the right. last month. That's major. It just is. It's Even if it's considered minor. It's, right. It's major. And, like, I just think some forgiveness might be required. Yeah, no, right? I mean, I totally am forgiving myself. Okay. It just sucks. It's, I mean, yeah. I, I can, you know totally be present and aware that this is all happening yeah. but I can also be super angry and frustrated that it's happening right yeah. where it's like I can't and it's one of those things I think we all fall into well I think there's two things that happen one it, we do disregard yeah. whatever is happening to us environmentally that may be ha affecting us yeah and 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 how we do stuff uh because we got to move on yeah 
Wait, I, I literally said to the doctor at my last procedure, she was like, do you need to take some time off? If you need, you know, take off tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, do you need an excuse to take off the rest of the week if you want? And I was yeah. like, do you think my two-year-old yeah. will take yeah. your note? Yeah. Right? You know, or yeah. my six-year-old. Like, yeah. there is no... Yeah, if you didn't have kids, you'd be taking work off to yeah. just fucking rest. Yeah. If I, Can if you I deal didn't have with kids? The, I mean, right. let's let that sink in right now. Right. And it's like, well, what about your partner? What about whatever? Yeah. Well... We yeah. gotta pick and choose what yeah. we can and can't take off right. in terms of our schedules. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like my partner can't be home every single time. We don't live around family. We yeah. don't you know what I mean? And so like you do your best with babysitters and school and all that stuff. But like, yeah, yeah. it was like that's not gonna happen. No. That yeah. there is no off time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and so and that's a hard one, I think, for people to, like, process who, like, you know, who, who even with kids, like, it just, I, that's not, like, a either or. It's just a, everybody's had different experiences. And sometimes it's one of those things that if it's been a while or if you've never been through something like that, mm-hmm. it's hard to remember or understand yeah. that each person's <coughs> limitations or restrictions differ, right? Right. So that's the one thing. Yes. And then two, I think there is the disre- like trying to find a way to break the cycle is a hard yeah. one. I think that's the other yeah. thing that we fall into is the, all right, well, when am I going to get that time to just right. reset? Right. Is there a reset time coming? Because I really thought like this weekend, I'll, I asked for some time to sew. Let's just work into the schedule so that I can really have this time to finish this quilt. And when I looked at it, I was just like, I can't even work on this. It's yeah. so upsetting yeah. to see this thing that yeah. I have to finish and send away. Yeah. I can't fix it. Yeah. And so that it's, was just like trading one yeah, responsibility for, for the another. other. As yeah. It turns out. yeah. Yeah. And like watching television isn't the fix either all the time yeah. and like whatever. So it's, there is, yeah, I, I think we, uh, or I, it's easy to disregard those things, the causes. And then even if you figure out the causes uh, or you're even present enough to know that you're going through it, uh, somehow altering that course. Oh, yeah. Without, you know, just driving into a building. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I think like what hearing about this brings up for me, um, if it's OK for me to. Yeah, no, please. Like, please yeah. The way the way it makes me think about myself is that like. Because it, I, I really appreciate you sharing about the like waking up in the morning and being like, I'm really like going into this with like my best intentions yeah. and like my best like energy for this and like I really can do this. I'm like so excited to like spend the day with the kids and listen to them and all that stuff. Right. Like I, I mean, I've done that too, and I think, um, uh, like I, I feel like. I just have to say this, even though it's, like, not the most uplifting thing, but it's true for me, okay? Like, I have kind of stopped doing that because I've slammed myself down so hard so many times that, like, um, I, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I can't, I almost, like, don't, I almost don't, like, try I know what try you're saying. anymore yeah. I mean not like and I don't I actually don't um I'm not sure like I enjoy my successes as much mm-hmm. as I used to like in like not really so much with with the kids when things go well I'm always appreciative right you know, we all are but um 
with like other things in my life, like with like work and like, yeah. you know, home related work and, you know, projects and things and yeah. people and things that are going on. Um, I feel like I used to get such a thrill out of like knocking that shit out of the park. Yeah. Like I used to yeah. like, really have like I need to do this, this, this and this and like I'm going to do it. And it was like challenging and it was hard. But once I did it, yeah. like the drive was like, I knew that once I did it, I was going to feel awesome. Right. And like what's happened <laughs> is that because there's always too much. Yeah. And because I can't physically do it all well, I've started forgiving myself for right. not doing it all well. And I've I've like taken the pressure off of myself yeah. to do stuff well, which means I never do anything. Like I never, right. or I'm exaggerating when I say never, but it's the same way you're saying I can't do anything right. Obviously right. we all know you're getting yourself dressed and you're yes, driving here without getting car accidents yes. and you're, you know, you're loving your kids and right. there's food in your house and like, you know, there's, you are doing a lot of things well, right. it's just you're saying, because it feels I can't do anything well. Right. So it's the same thing as like me feeling like, yeah, I never, I never achieve anymore. Right. There's no achievements. There's no checking things off lists. Right. And it's kind of this weird, um, like, bleh place. Yeah. Where you're just like, well, I could do this. And if I did it, that'd be great. But then I'd still have all this other shit that I have to do. And that would be done for... Fi it's like the fucking laundry. Right. Like, okay, I guess I could fold all this laundry. It's not going to... Like, it used to be like... Once I fold the laundry, I'm like, yes, I folded all the laundry. <laughs> now it's just like, well, I still have like several loads of laundry to do. Right. What's the difference? There's always more. Right. Like, and so I think that um, there is something precious actually about like still trying. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, right. still having that like. Oh yeah, because I don't. I totally understand you don't what you're describing, so that, but I don't want to. Yeah, that's just you don't not. I can't there. do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's yeah. not the best place to right. be like it, there's something really beautiful about trying and failing in a way right like, it's you right. know what I mean like you're doing what you can do you're not giving up yeah like, and that's like there's there's whole religions based around <laughs> the idea of not giving up right like and that is there's something really to that I think yeah no, I don't know if that can be a comfort in the middle of the, the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. And I, I think it's, I mean, I will always get up and try and do it again, uh, just given who I am. Uh, and, but it is, I think it's just, I don't remember having moments like this before kids mm. where everything just felt sort of, you know, toxic. Not And yeah. not toxic to me, but like when I touch it, yeah. <laughs> I'm slowly like, look at that beautiful flower touch. <laughs> right? right? You know what I mean? Like, and it's. Uh, yeah. So I, I mean, I think, but before kids, you didn't have kids to take care well, that's of. Well, true. Like, that's true. You so, know what I mean? I know. It's, it's like a whole there's new only so of much of ourselves right. that we have to give. I know. So either you're giving it here or you're giving it there. <laughs> you know, it's like. That's right. I, yeah. Yeah. I think it's just more of a like, here's this weird place I'm in. Yeah. Uh, I hope it makes somebody else feel better. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm in it uh and that you are not alone if everything you are touching is you know feeling like it's it's not working and but i you know i but i think what you said is right i mean i think that besides how i think there's like two things that come out of this sharing this and one is uh it does in fact feel like shit when it starts happening mm -hmm. and it makes you feel bad 
even if you're super aware of everything that's going on. And two, uh, sometimes the best self-care we can do is just to be aware that other things are going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, you know, I think when you get into, or for me, when I get into places like this, it's really hard to then come up with a self-care activity that I think will fix it. Or, yeah. I know there's no fixing it. I know. But, or like restart it or shift a gear, yeah. you know. Uh, or it could just be that the moons are all lined up in a really weird way. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and yeah, and it's we have that urge to solve the problem. Yeah. And that's not necessarily the answer. But that's like right. but I do think that being aware of the other stuff is, yeah. is self care in a way yeah. in and of itself. Yeah. Do you think it'll help if I go on and just keep adding things to my for the kids Pinterest board? Yeah. That'll definitely help. <laughs> Spend it's, a lot more time on Pinterest. That's it's what you like do. I'm parenting. Yeah. I'm I'm putting aside some great parenting ideas. <laughs> For when I'm ready to go back to being a parent. We have a Jumbotron today. This is a special message for Christy from Jacob. Hey, Christy. I know that you're a big fan of One Bad Mother, so I thought I would ask Biz and Teresa to wish you a happy birthday. I hope your year is full of moments of genius and relatively free of fails. Oh, yeah. Christy? Yeah. You need to have a happy fucking birthday. You seriously deserve an amazing birthday, Christy. You do. You're doing such a great job. <laughs> You're doing an amazing job. Uh, even just celebrating birthdays. Yeah. 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 You're nailing it out of the park. So, Christy, happy birthday. You're doing a great job. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. All right. Well, recently, two episodes ago, I revealed on our bribery episode (laughs) that um, I still give Simon a treat every time he wipes himself. Yep. Um, and that was a good kick in the pants for me to be like, all right, it's time. Like this has been going on way too long. And, um, so over the weekend, um, there was a moment where he had like already had a treat and then he like happened to wipe himself and like want a treat. And I was like, you know what you just had? And he got really upset. And I was like, you know what, Simon, you're right. You do always get a treat for wiping yourself. I'm going to give you a treat for wiping yourself, but this is the last one you're gonna get and like I had prepped him a couple of times like fairly recently that like it was going to come to an end so he knew it was coming and I said I'm happy to give this to you right now this is your last one enjoy it yeah there will be other treats for other things but you're really good at wiping yourself now you don't need to get a treat every time you wipe yourself this is ridiculous so you're done with that and and it's gonna be great and he just like he was a little bit like but then he was happy to get his last treat and then the next 
like the rest of the weekend, every yeah. time he needed to, he didn't even ask for one. It was like done. Nice. Dunsies and done. And I was like, yes, I'm <laughs> you the best. It's over. You didn't have to do half the reprogramming you thought you were going to have yeah, to do. That's always great. a gen- That's always yeah, a win. It was great. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, while really entering the peak of my uh, breakdown over the weekend, I was uh, karate with Katie Bell and I texted Stefan. I said, you know, I, you're aware I'm having some problems. What I need from you is I need you, I need you to be my friend. I didn't ask him to help. I didn't ask him. It wasn't like a huge thing of I need help with groceries or I need help with dishes. I need help. Yeah. What I needed was to remember that Stefan was my friend and yeah. I needed him to be my friend, which meant yeah. he couldn't look at me with the same expectations of, you know, like the whole business in a sour mood and now she, you know, like I, if, if I was your friend and we didn't have these kids and I was like in this weird sour mood, what would you do to help me? Like, you know, like how patient would you be with me? Would you make something more fun, not related to the house, not related to our kids, but to us together as friends? And, uh, and he did in general. It was just great. It was like, oh, why haven't I ever asked for this before? Why, <laughs> why haven't I asked him just to like be my friend as opposed to help me? Yeah. Right? Like, because nice. sometimes that help me is so vague. Yeah. And it's not really helping you. Be- and then, but then when it doesn't help, it makes you mad. Yeah. Right? yeah. Or, heaven forbid, yeah. they're not doing it the way you want right, them to exactly. do it. Like, yeah. Man, whatever. Like, it's like yeah, such yeah. a double edged sword. Totally. So, anyway, but he can't screw up being nice to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, great. that's Love great. It. Good job. That's what I got. Hey, this is Teresa. I'm calling with the genius. I have a toddler. He's about a year and a half, and he doesn't sleep. Just <laughs> Kind of hasn't really ever slept very well. <laughs> and as a result, I don't really sleep anymore, which totally blows. Um, but my genius is, is that I've just sort of come to grips with this and realize this is just maybe what we're dealing with right now. And maybe someday it will end or maybe it won't. And I'm getting to the genius. The genius <laughs> is I just bought myself a bunch of really fucking comfortable pajamas because I spend like all my time in them awake. <laughs> And at least I have a little bit of joy when I'm like, mmm, these are really soft and nice. <laughs> and that's just the genius that's getting me through the day. Have a good one. I that's awesome. I think it's such a great genius. I love it. I, I know. I re- really just, once you accept that whatever, like, weird thing you're going through... Make yeah. put add some element to that that you like. Yeah. We talked about it, music or flowers or whatever. I love the nice pajamas. Good job. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Well, we have kid scissors in our house, and <laughs> Simon Simon can use the kid scissors yeah. really well. He's yeah. great with them. He's almost five. Yeah. Um. Oscar, and he's no longer cutting his clothes up with them, which is great. At least I shouldn't say that. Yep, that's out there. All right. (laughs) Um, Oscar is two and a half, and he's very bad at using scissors, Mm -hmm. but he really wants to use them because Simon uses them, and plus they're kind of cool. And Simon is very bad at putting the scissors away when he's done using them. Mm. And so Oscar always gets his hands on the scissors. And then I immediately go over to him to, like, try to help him, I guess. And I always make it worse. Yeah. And Oscar starts screaming because he doesn't want me to take them away. And and he gets all tense 
with the scissors in his hand, which stresses me out even more. So I grab onto the scissors and I'm holding the scissors and Oscar's holding the scissors. And then I'm like, well, he has them now. I can't just like jam them out of his hand. So I have to like, um, you know, let him try to use them. So I'm like trying to help. Like, I'm like, I can't just like take, keep yeah. taking them away because yeah. they're out there, you know? So I'm, at least I can teach him to use the scissors, but it's like in this like totally oh, stressed yeah. out way where he's like screaming and like trying to do it himself. And so I'm trying to like help him. Cut. Don't worry, guys. This does not end in like somebody getting stabbed. stabbed. I know. It's all um, I'm thinking about. <laughs> no, no. Nobody gets stabbed in this. It's more just a failure of like, this is going on like uh-huh. almost every day. Yeah. I have not figured out a way to like <laughs> fix it. Like the scissors are always right. out. Oscar's always getting his hands on them, and I'm always like panicking and like running over there and making matters worse. Oh, that's yeah. It's so not relaxing. That's not relaxing. I just am like, come on, preschool, teach yeah. my kid to teach use scissors. Him, yes. Oh, is he using scissors as a preschool? That I'm sure Great. he's fine at it's home. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I know. That sucks. Thanks. Uh, I lost another bank card. It's been less oh, than a month, guys. No. It's been less than a month. And like no. on Saturday, the big day, I, I mean, I had it in my hands. Yeah. In my hand. And it was one of those mornings I'm trying to get out to get like three separate errands done before coming back to get Katie Bell for karate. So it's like really early. I have it in my hand. I have grocery bags in my hand. I have like my purse and my phone. And it's like one of those things where you go out and like I put things on the hood of the car because I realize I don't have the keys and I'm like, where'd the keys go? And like, uh, and I'm like, oh, I see the card on the top of my car. Don't leave it there, right? I come back. I know I picked it up. I know I picked the bags. Everything got in the car. And by the time I got to the store, it just wasn't there. So I don't know if it fell out. And we have searched oh my God. everywhere. Oh, my God. And I'm I so retraced sorry. all the steps. And it's just like, I, that's another no. bank card. I, know. I don't have other ATM cards. No. I don't have a bank Mm-mm. that there's only one of in all of Pasadena. Like, right. it's, it's a total pain oh, I'm so sorry. in the ass. Oh. It really made me mad. Hi, one bad mother. This is a fail. <laughs> I am currently sitting alone in my office at work at five o'clock on a Friday because I have been on hold with my merchant services provider for over an hour when I could have left at 3.30, but here I am. And so I figured I need to pump because we're going to dinner with some friends tonight. What better way than while I'm sitting on hold waiting for my merchant services to get a hold to pick up the phone. So I attached the pump and sitting here feeling like a, a badass as I'm, you know, pumping and getting all this stuff done and then realize that there is moisture on my leg because I did not attach a bottle to the pump. And the pump has been going for about four minutes now. So I have four minutes of breast milk that is all over my leg and not in a bottle. And the worst part is it's not from Lazy Boob. It's from the rock star boo. So it's probably twice the amount of oh. milk that I would have gotten if I had attached it to lazy boob first. <laughs> so there's my Friday night fail. Love you the show. Love you guys. Bye. That's so there. Nothing worse than that. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, but like if the thing is but only this. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 
Yeah. That's a thing yeah. that that happens. Yeah. Like could happen. Like, this that's... is like a perfect example of why I've started to think that multitasking is not real. Uh, like multitasking is like a bullshit yeah. like concept. Thing that we've just made up. Yeah. You actually more. can't do yeah. more than one thing at one time. <laughs> Physically, and you mentally. would think that we'd be thinking of the world differently since so many people before us had kids. How did things get so screwed up? At least in our country, where like this crazy multitasking, high expectations of yeah. doing everything all the time. Like, how did we get there? Given how many kids there are, should we not have all just shook hands and said, "This is not only going to make it easier for all of us with kids." It's going to make it easier for all of us without kids. We're all going to have this simultaneously acceptable, you know, expectations. I don't know how we got that messed up. I blame capitalism. A country fail. (laughs) You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem. Teresa, let's call some moms. Okay. (laughs) This week, we are calling Shannon and Lindsay, two sisters who became first-time mothers within a month of each other back in 2014. They quickly got fed up with the so-called mommy wars and instead decided that the world needed more opportunities to support parents regardless of choices. They started the blog RaiseAMother.com, where they foster this idea that we don't have to do this alone, and more importantly... That it not only takes a village to raise a child, but it also takes one to raise a mother, too. Welcome, Shannon and Lindsay. Hello. Hi. We're so excited to talk to you. We are very excited to have you here to talk to us. You know, it's like, it would be weird, <laughs> Teresa, if we had people on who like were like, we just want to do a show, a, a blog, <laughs> where we want to be super judgy yeah. and like really <laughs> just take the time to make people feel as bad about their parenting as possible. That would be, that's when you know the show's going completely down. Yeah, either that or we like have those people on and just to like trick them in the interview <laughs> and kind of do that like gotcha journalism. Like, Oh yeah, that's all know. us. Gotcha yeah, journalism. That's what we're into. <laughs> before, well, before That'll we, be next year. Next year. Mother. Let's yeah. Next year. Payback. Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, before we get into uh, Ray's mother and uh, y'all's experiences with this uh, blog since doing it, uh, I wanted to ask you guys what we ask all our guests, which is who lives in your house? And Shannon, let's start with you. Okay. Um, I live in my house uh, in Ottawa, Ontario, in Canada. Woohoo. Yeah, Canada. Um, yeah, Canada. And uh, my husband, Randy, lives in our house. Our son, Lucas, who is just about to be two years old, lives in our house. And we have two cats as well. Finally, my people (laughs) have come with their cats. (laughs) Uh, And Lindsay, how about you? Well, I live in my house. My husband, John, lives in our house. Our two under two live in our house. Arlo is almost two and Remy is two months old. And our two cats live in our house as well. We're all cat people here. <laughs> Not that we have anything against dog people. I'll it's just be that... back in 20 minutes. All right, guys. bye, Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, though, everybody's like, oh, and a dog. No I one's know. ever like, oh, oh cat. two cats. But <laughs> I. Maybe there's a reason well, for that. Well, no, our cats have raised our children. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I assume that when there's a fire, one of them will come and knock my shit off the side of the table to let me know yeah. in, in, the sleep, <laughs> yep, in my sleep. For sure. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, let's talk about uh, let's 
Well, actually, you know what? Before we talk about how to raise a mother, I wanted to just talk about something that seems separate but is probably related to what led to the blog. And that is, you guys are sisters, and Mm -hmm. you both had kids around the same time. And I don't know why... Well, I know why I never think about this, because my sister and I, uh, she doesn't have kids. I do. We, so it never came up. <laughs> There's no, no weirdness there about, like, what are you doing? No, what are you doing? Should I do that? And, you know, we talk about uh, culturally just, like, this pressure just between strangers at playdates or the mom at the preschool drop-off or your fellow coworker or the dad, you know, who's staying home, whatever. There's a million reasons for perfect strangers to go around making us feel bad or making us feel bad while we judge them about whatever they're doing. I mean, you know, that beautiful cycle that we want to stop. But sisters, I just feel like that's got to be something that is amped up a little bit. I I mean, even in the best of situations. So could you just like, since we've never talked about that on the show, I would love to hear you guys tell us some about What's that? I mean, especially if you got pregnant at the same time. That just seems like somebody set that up as a social experiment without letting anybody know. <laughs> well, it's it's funny that you put it that way because I think I have to start by explaining that Shannon and I are probably not your typical sibling relationship. We've been very close all of our lives. We never had that sort of teenage even phase of, oh, my God, I hate you, and I never want to talk to you again, or I can't wait till you move out. Um, that just wasn't us, and we, we did a lot of the same activities growing up. We had a lot of the same friends. So it's kind of been a running joke in our family and amongst our friends that when one of us does something, the other one has to do it too. So <laughs> to the point where when we told people we were pregnant, multiple people asked completely sincerely if we had planned it. Mm. And we were like, that's crazy. You can't do that. Um, especially because we were due eight days apart. And then just Shannon's son came early and mine came late. So it ended up being a month apart, but it was supposed to be even closer than that. And I would also yeah. say too, it's so funny that when, uh, when, Lindsay got pregnant the second time. Everyone assumed yeah. that I would be pregnant again <laughs> right away <laughs> as well. So we got the follow-up of like, so are you doing that too? And it's like, no, we're actually separate people. Yeah, yeah, yeah because you guys aren't twins, right? No. Yeah, no, you're just like twins. sisters. No. It's not like there should be a weird expectation. So, but how did you guys do but it? even for twins. I know, even for like... twins, you shouldn't have to think that. But I've seen car commercials. Right. Twins do everything right. together. Uh, <laughs> except buy cars, and then they make one twin feel really bad. <laughs> Right. Um, so, uh, but okay. So, but did you guys go through any of that normal stuff or were you guys really supportive of each other's choices? I mean, you know, it just seems like such a, okay. How did you guys do? Are you guys doing okay? Is there still a chance that we're, uh, we are, we are really supportive of each other's choices. And I think I would separate out like judgment from guilt because that's a whole other question. I always feel like Shannon supports my choices, and I hope she always feels like I support her choices. But with guilt, there, there is that, that regular mom guilt, and then there's that added layer of mom guilt and comparison because it's so easy to compare yeah. yourself to your sibling. I mean, you've probably been doing it your entire life. I know you guys did a show a while back where you talked about how kids sort of get slotted into these roles of, yeah. oh, you're the pretty one, or you're the smart one, or you're the funny one, or you're the shy one, or whatever the roles might be. So you're, you're used to comparing yourself to this person all the time, yeah. regardless of what the arena is. So then when you're, you're going through the new parent thing and you're struggling with things and, you know, your kids are the same age and you've also been brought up with the same 
parenting style. You've had the same upbringing. You've had the same major life events for your childhood and adolescent years, which probably means you have a lot of the same psychological shit in your mind bank. Right. And so you, you know, you're starting from like the same starting point in this race of motherhood. So it's easy to compare and see how you're doing. Um, I remember last year when Shannon uh, was having Lucas's birthday party, it was about a month before Arlo's and you know, she would send me these pictures of the crafts that she was doing, these beautiful, you know, decorations. <laughs> and when I showed up for the party, there was like this gorgeous themed cake yeah. and just such nice decorations and, and everything was so great. And there was loot bags. And, and then I went home after the weekend and I started really stressing out to one of my coworkers. And I was just like, oh my God, she did all this great stuff. And it was so beautiful and fabulous. And all I've done for Arlo's birthday is send out a Facebook invite and I was yeah. planning to buy chips. Yeah. And that's right, literally right. the extent of my party planning. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember this this lovely older um, and wiser mother colleague of mine, she put her hand on my shoulder and just said, sweetie, nobody gives out prizes for first birthday parties. Yeah. And that was it. And I just, it was a good, <laughs> it was a good opportunity for me to sort of check my own guilt about looking at my sister and saying, well, we're so much alike and we have all the same friends. So obviously they're all going to know what she did for mm. that birthday party and they're going to, you know, see what I'm not doing for my kid's birthday party. And I didn't make decorations. I, I actually asked Shannon to bring some of her decorations and we could just right, reuse smart. them. There you go. But, right uh, yeah, it, it was fine because <laughs> you can't get caught up in that comparison game, even though it's so easy. Well, I was going to say, it really is easy. I mean, I, the, the best of us find yeah. it really. I mean, the best of us, and by best, I mean really good at getting caught up in that. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it, is, it is such a real thing, even as we walk around saying, I can understand why I'm feeling this and what that is and that, you know, you're not doing it at me uh, and I can make different choices and it's okay. But I, I will say it, it does, it, it is like a, a definitely new level when it's within the same family. And we, we really haven't talked about that on the show, just about like siblings and just, even if you guys, if siblings don't have kids at the same time, uh, the internal pressure that's probably happening in families everywhere about milestones yeah. and all that. So good job. Um, uh, staying sisters. Um, let's talk a little bit. I'm assuming a lot of that, what you just talked about is what led to the, to the blog, raise a mother. Can you tell us a little bit about the blog and, uh, and, and yeah, if, if, and why you guys started it? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think for me, uh, the blog, this is Shannon, um, started a lot to do with what you guys talk about a lot, the parenting expectations versus parenting reality. Um, and I, I think when I was, you know, getting ready to have my first kid, I, I really uh, thought I was on it, you know, because that's who, who I am in, in my daily life, in sort of our household. I'm the person who's usually on top of what needs to get done and where we're going and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and at work, I'm that person. And so I kind of was like, oh, I've got this, you know, like, I'm sure it'll be hard, but it's like, you know, I expected it to be a certain kind of hard. Uh, and uh, it was not. So I initially, you know, <laughs> I had uh, a C-section when I wasn't planning on having one. And that made me feel uh, guilty because it was um, because my I wasn't growing enough and my son wasn't getting the nutrients that he needed. And so I felt like a huge failure that my body wasn't on it. It wasn't able to provide him with what he needed. And, uh, and then when after he was born he was really small and had a hard time gaining weight 
And we were just having all these struggles and I had to do formula instead of breastfeeding and I felt guilty about that. And when I went looking online, you know, I had great support in my family and my friends. I have a lot of friends who haven't had kids yet, but they were, you know, super supportive. Lindsay, of course, was super supportive and the rest of our family. Um, But, you know, I went online looking for other sort of mother support stuff and advice and found a lot of, you know, controversy and arguments and just people, people not being supportive without judgment. And I found that really, really difficult. And so I think Lindsay and I both come from come from a definitely feminist standpoint. We're really not into things that pit women against other women, right? Uh, and and we think there's a lot of space dedicated to that already <laughs> online and elsewhere. I just like that, <laughs> that the idea that there is a yeah. space. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, there's a ton. Hey, ladies, of space this area is for you, just for just you to be pitted we against know, others. We know what ladies yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we, we were like, why, you know, we should create a space where it's a little more about raising each other up and supporting each other and really bringing that that feeling that we had with each other and, and amongst our, you know, we were lucky to have in our little circle um, that we wanted to sort of share with everyone and expand as well. So that's sort of where everything started. Uh, can I... Um, it's making me think of something else I wanted to ask you guys, and that was just that, like, you guys have been doing it for a little while is there, I know that Teresa and I can, when people say, what do you get out of doing one bad mother? We can constantly cite how we are just becoming more accepting and more, I mean, we definitely have learned things from doing this as parents and as individuals. Uh, what y'all's experience been uh, getting through uh, r- through writing this blog and, and the people maybe you interact with or just publicly talking about this stuff? Yeah. Um, I think, I think it, well, Lindsay very, can go ahead, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I said that. Um, I, for me, it's been a a good way to just get out some of those things that are hard. Um, even though it was a little bit retroactive, I had mm. a, a particularly dark and twisty period when my son was about four to six months old, and I didn't really talk to. I guess I didn't talk to that many people about it. I felt like I did because I'm not the kind of person who really shies away from talking about difficult things with my friends and family. But I guess it would have been like almost a whole year later when I wrote one particular post on the blog about being nervous about postpartum period the second time because I had had this dark and twisty time before, and I had a lot of personal responses from people, um, like private messages yeah. that that said oh my God, are you okay? And I kind of, that kind of shocked me a bit because I thought, well, most people that I know would already know that I had gone through this, but it just highlighted for me still, even in an open society that claims to be, let's all, you know, be authentic. It's still not okay to talk about things that are really awful that happened to you and just kind of put them out there for other people to see. Um, So that's been, that's been something that I, really like getting out of it is the opportunity to say some of those things and put them out there. And hopefully there are other people um, 
who are reading those and going, oh my gosh, it's actually okay that I feel like that. Right, right. Yeah, there is some of the, uh, the more something becomes normal, the more people can treat it with the proper respect as opposed to it being the most shocking, most amazing, mo- you know, uh, as opposed to just getting the respect it deserves, making sure you're okay, offering the support somebody may need, and it not adding a layer of guilt that you even felt that way or that you even went yeah. through a certain experience or, or whatever. Uh, Shannon, how about you? Um, yeah, I would say that it's, for me, like, it's, it's a really good exercise in self-reflection, uh, like both writing and also sort of dealing with, cause we've, we've been at it about a year now. Um, and, and Lindsay thus far has been much more active on, on the blog than I have. And I, I find that like, I'm really excited about it and it's really good for me to notice the things that sort of hold me back in terms of, uh, making time for myself making time for the things I really want to do, like doing the blog uh, versus things I feel like I have to do. Uh, And also, like, I I think Lindsay's really good at, uh, you know, thinking through an idea and putting putting kind of a central thesis or a central point out there. And sometimes I just start writing stuff and I think, I just want to leave this with like an (laughs) open-ended question out into the universe. And so uh, I think like that's what I'm going to start doing a little bit more of because I think... Uh, it's something that where it's a, a perv, don't let the perfect stand in the way of the good. You know, you're constantly, if you're, if you're waiting for something to be just like perfect and just right, it's, you know, maybe not going to happen and it's going to hold you back yeah. from, from really putting something out there that is valuable and good in and of itself. And so, yeah, I think everybody can expect a lot more questions into the abyss. <laughs> Well, but that's—I love it. 90% of it is just that. A lot of times things just aren't answerable. It's just like what you're dealing with at that moment as parents where you're like, you know what? I'm pretty sure there's not actually a solution, Uh, but I'm going to put it out there because sometimes, like you say, just putting it out there makes you feel better and bring some peace and bring some answers uh, just from getting it off of your chest. But speaking of perfect— versus good. Uh, you guys had a post that I really, that really resonated with me. It was like hashtag good enough. And it was, you guys were talking about just getting the toys up off the floor. You have toddlers. That stuff is everywhere. And like the picture, there were two things that struck me as very funny. One, you were like, here's my before picture. Oh, wait, I didn't plan on writing a post about this. I had no before <laughs> picture. I didn't kind of think about this being like something I should let somebody know about until way after, which I, yeah. brings like a beautiful level of reality to your blog <laughs> and honesty. <laughs> well, I realized as I was writing it that it was like, oh, shit, it would have been yeah. better if there was a before quick, picture. Throw everything but I'm going to make a mess in. now to pay one. That's right. Well, you could have just waited two days until everything was thrown all over the floor again. But, uh, and then the solution is just a bunch of shitty, I'll be honest, it's just a bunch of shitty diaper boxes and like it random is. Amazon boxes with like, like a Sharpie, like a Sharpie written it. on it. It's just like this. It's, it's like building best. toys, <laughs> like things that are purple, you know, like whatever. It doesn't matter what category you put on it, but it's just like so not perfect. It's not, anyway, I, I'd love for you guys to talk a little bit about that piece because it, there really is this, desire. I am one of those people who I, not only do I want to put it away, I, I need it to look like the inside of Pottery Barn once it's put away. Mm-hmm. Which is like, <laughs> just like the, the weird place to want it to be. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's it's almost like you know the the first wave of terror that the internet <laughs> invoked upon motherhood was just too much information, <laughs> and now it's social media and Instagram and Pinterest. So first, you just had to know everything, and now you have to know everything and look awesome while you know everything. <laughs> and so I think it's, it's just horrible because it, it, like Shannon said, you know, don't let the perfect get in the way of the good. And I had wanted to organize those damn toys forever, but I just kept not doing it because I was. Like, like, oh, I could just, I'll just have to make a trip out to, you know, the hardware store and get some plastic bins. Yeah. And it was like, well, should I get the clear bins so we can see what's in it? Or should I get the, you know, the, right. the nice looking bins that from a furniture store so that it looks nice in my living room? It doesn't <laughs> effing matter. Like, it actually doesn't matter. The problem is that the toys are everywhere on the floor and I can't right. find anything. Problem is now solved. And I didn't realize that I, I fully I fully planned to then go and and make it all nice later. But once it was done, it was hashtag good enough. And I realized that that was my line once it was done. And I think that's sort of the main thing that came out of that post for me was this idea that it doesn't matter what aspect of you know motherhood or life or domestic chores you're dealing with. You have to have a good enough line oh, for I yourself. Smell, I totally smell you a one bad mother challenge coming on. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be good enough. Yeah. You have to have a line. That's what we're, that's it. We're doing that. Yeah. We're going to officially, at the end of your yeah. show, <laughs> announce a good enough hashtag yeah. uh, challenge. We yeah. want to see people's pictures of what is good enough yeah. in their house. I yeah. need Girl, that. Problem. I awesome really enough. need yeah. that this week I more like than ever. I, yeah. I love it. Uh, the the blog is humming along, and I know you guys are uh, looking towards uh, new ways to go with it. And one of those ways is to start introducing some guest bloggers. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it's always been our our goal to sort of use the the blog as a little you know mini village as well, like a little online village. Uh, and so we definitely want to people want to contact us. I've put our email address on the website, but it is raiseamother at gmail.com. You can reach us uh, with ideas and to get in touch for ideas that we could write or ideas you want to write or uh, anything, really. We just want to hear from people. So, yeah, anybody. You can raise also a mother find at us gmail. at um, It Takes a Village to Raise a Mother on Facebook. That's our name on Facebook. So you can find us there, too, if you're more comfortable with that platform and message us there. Awesome. Well, we and will... also on Twitter as well, oh, yeah. at Raise a Mother. <laughs> We will make sure everywhere. You're everywhere. You're everywhere. Well, we will make sure that we link everybody up to all of those places so they can reach you easily, as well as just to the blog to go back and read some of the things you've recently written. And we'll get you guys involved and started on our on this good enough. We all need to see a little bit of a good enough uh, challenge. Maybe over on the One Bed Mother Facebook group. Lindsay and Shannon, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much Thank for you. having it's us. Been great. All right. We're really excited. <laughs> well, we are too, and we will talk soon, okay? <laughs> okay. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. They were lovely. It's wonderful. I know. I just do. It is sometimes nice to be the one who gets to listen. I know. To the choir singing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, it is, I, there just literally cannot be enough people out there talking about less judging and more laughing. Uh, For real. I mean, really. Yeah. And, and, and 
everybody can bring a different light and approach to it and a different voice to it. And it really is helpful. I, I'm so we're so appreciative of, of what they're doing. And again, we just can't recommend enough going and checking it out. It's just a great place to listen to some people sometimes have a breakdown in writing about things. It's great. It's so much fun. Uh, speaking of fun. <laughs> Let's throw out another awkward segue uh, to lead us into uh, our most beloved segment of the show, listening to a mom have a breakdown. Hi, One Bad Mother. I'm calling with a rant or breakdown. A quick history. I do community theater in my free time um, in the evenings and been doing it since my son was born, and I feel like I've made a huge mistake by being away from him so much that I'm feeling so much guilt that it's something that I love to do. But now I feel like those three years that I've spent doing this, I'll never get back, and I'm a bad mom. I feel like I need to stop doing it, but I feel like that I'm failing myself. I just don't know why I'm calling with this breakdown, but I have no one else to call, talk to about it, so it feels good to say those words. So, mom guilt, regrets, holy crap, this is hard. Anyways, I love you guys so much. Thank you for everything you do for us. Bye. As uh, maybe all maybe all you did need to do is call yeah. and get it out, say those things out loud. Yeah. I mean, how many? I mean, I just did that like thirty minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> Saying it out loud. It is important to say it out loud, and you call anytime. Yeah. But what you're feeling is so real, and what makes it so interesting, and I, I. What I, why I find it so important, and I, I thank you for for calling, is we wrestle with so much guilt about like responsibilities that we have that feel like we don't have a choice about, right? Mm-hmm. Work and you know uh, family and financial responsibilities, and when you're doing something that is something you love that is that is a plus it's not you know i mean it's it's not like you have to go do community theater right Right. like it's something you're doing because you love it Mm -hmm. and we all get that call a lot you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like it's it is and it's it's such a real place to be of trying to find yourself between like feeling like you have to choose between doing something that you really love and that's so important to have that. I mean, like, because we have all the other stuff that we have to do mm-hmm. that we sometimes don't love. And we have all the other responsibility we have to do uh, with or without kids. You know? and, and then to allow yourself to, for this ultimate self-care, right? This ultimate thing you're giving yourself from a self-care perspective, when that begins to make you feel regretful, that's a really real and hard place to be in. And I don't, I mean, you know, if you and I were sitting at a coffee shop, we, we'd I'd sit there and say, you're fine, you're okay, you know, this is like a good choice. I don't, you know, we're not here to tell you what to do. Right. We're here to say, 
you have lots of options Mm -hmm. and you don't have to make a decision today. You know, take your time to just say out loud that you're feeling this way. Really, and even this is a hard thing to accept, you can make choices, change those choices, and then change them again. Mm-hmm. Right? I want to say something about the mom guilt yeah, part please. of this. Because um, I think, yeah, the decision that you're trying to make is a really tough one. And yeah. I totally agree with everything you just said, Biz. Um, I think as far as like looking back on the last three years, um, <sighs> guilt is so hard and it's so fucked up sometimes. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I'm going to just straight up share with you guys something that my therapist said to me that actually helps me all the time okay. because I find it really helpful. And that is when I'm stressing out about something that happened before to ask myself the question, is there anything for me to do about this right now? Mm. The reason it helps me a lot with guilt is that a lot of times there isn't anything for me to do about something in the past. And it's good for me to realize that. Mm. Like, it's good for me to realize that and It's fine to be like, oh, that sucks. I wish I did it differently. And then maybe learn from that and do something differently in the future. Right. Because I can do something about the stuff that comes next. Right. You're right. This is a hard decision and you might feel conflicted either way. Right. You might have a lot of feelings about it either way going forward. But as far as those last three years, we all have things that we regret and feel guilty about from the first three years of our kids' lives. We all do. want to go back and do something differently and we all ultimately I mean I at least I will just say for myself rather than speaking for others I totally like think back on both my kids or like first couple years and cry because they're gone because those times are gone and I can't go back and be in that moment and I can't or I can't do something differently or it's it's just over and that is for me painful that that is over but I don't have to feel like feeling guilty about something that happened then does not help anyone now. Right. It's it's over. It it happened, you know, and it's and I can learn from those things or not or whatever. But is there anything for me to do about this right now? Right. Really, really helps me think about what's good right now and what I can do. Right. You know, um, and I think you're just. You're doing beautifully. Yeah. Like you're gonna you're gonna figure this out. Yeah. And then as Biz says, you might figure it out again <laughs> in a different way after yeah. that. And that's all okay. And you know, you and like trust that you made the decision before that was the right decision for you at that time. That's right. Like trust yourself that you did that. Yeah, you know? it's this idea that like every decision we make is our forever decision. Yeah. Or whatever choices we're making somehow define us forever and we're like committed to them. You did not sign a contract to a decision. You no. know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can, it is okay. I had to say, I guess get so crazy with the whole like, <laughs> all crazy, like, you know, when people don't let you grow as a person. You know what I mean? Like this whole idea that whatever we were or whatever we were doing or however we behaved 10 years ago, five years ago, an hour ago, that we somehow cannot evolve and grow from those decisions. Right. It's maddening to me. Yes. It is so limiting. Okay. So you are doing a great 
job. And I got to tell you, there is nothing more stress relieving than getting on stage and getting to be somebody else. Or if maybe you're not on stage doing community theater, maybe you are lighting community theater and there's nothing better than feeling like you are up there making this thing happen that could absolutely not happen without you. All right. So uh, hang in there. You're doing a good job. You have got this. You are getting really good at this. Yeah, you are. Uh, what did we learn today? I don't know. Biz is tired. <laughs> Biz is not getting very good at this. Or maybe she'll get better at it. Uh, maybe just coming in here and yelling into the microphone will make it all magically better. And I'll go home and my kids and I will carve a canoe out of soap and sail it down the mighty Mississippi or something. You know, I don't even know. But Please do that. Please. I'll make a, I'll make a video of it yeah. and then start an entire Pinterest page. Great. Uh, judging everybody on your soap canoes yeah. that you can't drive down the mountain. I'm not even can fucking we, near Can we have a hashtag good enough soap canoe? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a really shitty, shitty soap, soap canoe. canoe. Put a fucking toothpick in it. Put it in the toilet. Boom. Pinterest craft Your time. Your kids might not even be there. No, it's, it's just, just you. you. It's just you. Ashing in the toilet with your canoe. Because we're all smoking. Whatever. Um, all right, guys. What we've learned is... Sometimes we just aren't good enough, and that's okay. <laughs> and uh, sometimes we should take, sometimes the self care is just acknowledging that there may be other things going on in our lives that's making everything else uh, fall apart. Yeah. So, uh, so that's that. That's all we're learning today. Fair enough. Uh, we have got two meetups to share with you today. So, first of all, the One Bad Parents and Nannies of the D.C. metro area will be holding a kid-free brunch on Saturday, July 9th at 10.30 a.m. Interesting choice, D.C. Huh. I yeah. love it. But I like that the, the, the nannies are included. I like that, like, too. As soon like, as I heard nannies, I thought, oh, it must be like a daytime yeah, play day. It is, but without kids. But without kids. I love this. I love it, too. Oh, it's very you guys are exciting. great. I just Have like fun. how our meetups mix it up. I know. Mix it up meetups. I know. Those interested in attending or who want more information needed to join the One Bad Mother D.C. Facebook page and read the event posted there. This is a reservation sort of event. So you need to do that uh, and RSVP. Okay, guys? Uh, but it does sound fun. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. I like anything where I have to RSVP. Makes me feel fancy. Yeah, well, brunch. And brunch. Come on, what a luxury. Well, a brunch. Let's do that. Also, there is a meetup scheduled in Kansas City, Missouri on Sunday, July 10th at 11 a.m. at Penguin Park. People can join the Kansas City subgroup of One Bad Mother if they would like additional information. Uh, if you are already part of our One Bad Mother Facebook group, it is listed under our subgroup uh, document that is that is on that uh, on that page. Speaking of which, I just want to throw out there real quick: you can join us at our public One Bad Mother Facebook group. You can join us at our private One Bad Mother group. I do want to throw out there just for some additional clarification every once in a while. Our private group uh, is a little different than other uh, groups out there on the Facebook. We do have a slight screening process to keep spam out and uh, random people who are coming on to just try and sell stuff, okay? So if you've tried to become a member and you haven't been accepted, that's because we always reach out to people with a message. So it may be in your other folder. This can be disconcerting yeah. <laughs> if you're not ready for it. So I just wanted to let you know, if you, if you haven't 
been invited to join the group yet, go to your other folder and it's all explained to you when you're in there. We yep. want everybody to join us. Yeah. Uh, we just don't want yeah, we're not somebody totally. Yeah. yeah, we're not excluding we're not people. Excluding actual people, people, humans. It's just yeah. uh, spam bots yeah. who uh, are shirtless. Uh, <laughs> seeking motherly advice <laughs> and who are already members of 300 uh, other groups yeah. after being on Facebook for two days. Yeah. We're a little suspicious. <laughs> but maybe, maybe you do want to be part of the group, hence why we send this email out in case you're not a spam bot. Also, you can follow us on Twitter uh, at Teresa Thorne, at Biz Ellis, at One Bad Mothers. Uh, you can email us show ideas or guest ideas or just a uh, note to say hi to One Bad Mother at MaximumFun.org. You can get a personal or commercial message on the show, just like you heard earlier on this very show. Um, you just go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. We will Jumbotron some Father's Day fathers yeah. out there if you want. Let's do it. Yeah. So think about that. Everybody, you're doing remarkable. Yeah, you guys are great. You really, really are. Teresa? Yes. You're doing a great job. Thank you. So are you, Biz. Thank you. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blue. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blue. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.